Welcome to Zichud Daf Siman. I'm Rabbi Avram Golder, and today we begin our fifth Masechta in this Machzor Daf Yomi. We begin Masechus Kalim. Today we're on Daf Beis, the first Perak Be'echah Ba'adar. So the three chapters we're going to focus on. Number one, the opening mission of the Masechta states Be'echah Ba'adar Mashmin Ashkalim. On the first of Adar, they, meaning based and proclaim regarding the payment of the Shkalim. The Gemara asks why the announcement was made on the first of Adar, and answers Kadeshi Avi Yisrael Eshiklen Bonasan. So the Jews will bring their Shkalim in their designated time. And in this way, the withdrawal of the temple chamber of funds will be made from the new donations in its proper time on the first of Nisan. Rabbi Shmuel Bar Yitzhak said, Withdrawal of the new Shkalim from the temple treasury chamber occurs on the first of Nisan like its initial date in the wilderness. For it's written, And it was in the first month in the second year, on the first of the month that the Mishkan was erected. And the Bryce states concerning the erection of the Mishkan that on the day that the Mishkan was erected, on that very day, the withdrawal of the Maxes Shekel donations was done in order to pay for the communal offerings. The Gemara brings a second source as well. Point number two, having mentioned that if the proclamation to collect the Shkan were to be made on the first of other Rishon, the Yetzirah would cause people to procrastinate given that they have 60 days to contribute. Bigmore brings more examples of the power of the Yetzirah. Rabbi Yudah Barpazi said in the Rebbe, Can the Pesukim be read without one being seized by fear at the power of the Yetzirah? When B'nai Israel were asked to donate for good, meaning for the building of the Mishkan, the Torah states, Everyone who was generous brought donations. This implies that not everyone was forthcoming with their donation. However, when they were asked to donate for evil, referring to the Chet Egel, the Torah states, The entire people removed the gold rings that were in their ears. This implies that even Jews that were not generous by nature donated. The Gemara brings three more examples. And point number three, Bechagai said in the Rabbi Shmuel Bar Nachman, Shalosh Trumas Nemro B'Parsha Zos. Three donations are mentioned in this Parsha, meaning in Parsha's Truma. Trumas Adanim, Trumas Shkalim, Trumas Mishkan. They are the donation of the sockets for the Mishkan beams and pillars, the donation of Shkalim for the communal offerings, and the donations for the needs of the Mishkan. Speak to B'nai Israel, and they shall take for a donation. This is the donation of the Adanim, the sockets. From every man whose heart will motivate him, you shall take my donation. This is the donation of the Shkalim. This is the donation of the Mishkan. Rabbi Yavon said that these three donations are also alluded in the Psukim of the Maxis Ashakal. So once again, the three points are number one. The opening mission of the Sechta states, on the first of Adar, they, meaning Basin, proclaim regarding the payment of the Shkalim. The Gemara asks why the announcement was made on the first of Adar and answers, So the Jews will bring their Shkalim in their designated time. And in this way, the withdrawal of the Temple Chamber funds will be made from the new donations in its proper time on the first of Nisan. Rabbi Shmuel Bar Rav Yitzchak said, Withdrawal of the new shkalim from the temple treasury chamber occurs on the first of Nisan, like its initial date in the wilderness. For it's written, And it was in the first month, in the second year on the first of the month, that the Mishkan was erected. And Abraissa states concerning the erection of the Mishkan, that on the day that the Mishkan was erected, on that very day, the withdrawal of the Maxis Shekel donations was done in order to pay for the communal offerings. The Gemara brings a second source as well. Point number two, having mentioned that if the proclamation to collect the Shkalim were to be made on the first of Adar Rishon, the Yetzirah would cause people to procrastinate given that they have 60 days to contribute. The Gemara brings more examples of the power of the Yetzirah. Rehuda Barpazi said in the name of Rebbe, Can the Pesukim be read without one being seized by fear 
at the power of the Yetzirah. When B'nai Israel were asked to donate for good, meaning for the building of the Mishkan, the Torah states, everyone who was generous brought donations. This implies that not everyone was forthcoming with their donation. However, when they were asked to donate for evil, referring to the Chet Egel, the Torah states, the entire people removed the gold rings that were in their ears. This implies that even Jews that were not generous by nature donated. The Gemara brings three more examples. In point number three, Bechagai said in the name of Shmuel Bar Nachman, Three donations are mentioned in this parsha, meaning in parsha's truma, truma sadanim, truma shkalim, truma zemishkan. They are the donations of the sockets for the mishkan beams and pillars, the donation of shkalim for the communal offerings, and the donations of the needs in the mishkan. It says in the pasuk, "Dabriel bnei Yisrael v'yikhuli truma." Speak to the bnei Yisrael, and they shall take for a donation. This is the donation of the sockets. Meis kol isha sheid venali bot tikhu es truma seed. From every man whose heart will motivate him, you shall take my donation. This is the donation of Shkalim, This is the donation you will take from them. This is the donation of the Mishkan. Rabbi Yavon said that these three donations are also rooted in the Psukim of the Moxes of Shekel. All right, so now we go to our Simon for Dav Base, and our Simon is a house. A house. So here goes. As the first of other sirens on the Basin Collection House proclaimed the start of collection time, while the very powerful Yetzirah feverishly misdirected people to donate to an evil cause, the Truma agents had an all-hands meeting to plan for three different donations. Once again, in slow motion. As the first of other sirens on the Basin Collection House house, that must be on Duff Bays. As the first of other sirens on the Basin Collection House proclaimed the start of collection time, which reminds us, which reminds us, the opening mission of the Masechta states, On the first of other, they, meaning Basin, proclaim regarding the payment of the Shkalim, the grass, why the announcement was made on the first of other, and answers so that the Jews will bring their shkolim in their designated time, and in this way, the withdrawal of the Temple Chamber of Funds will be made for the new donations in its proper time on the 1st of Nisan. Rabbi Shmobar Yitzchak said, Trumas Halishka Ketchilasa, the withdrawal of the new shkolim from the Temple Treasury Chamber occurs on the 1st of Nisan, like its initial date that occurred in the wilderness. So as the first of other sirens on the Basin Collection House proclaimed the start of collection time, while the very powerful Yitzhak feverishly misdirected people, to donate to an evil cause, which reminds us, having mentioned that if the proclamation to collect the Shkalim were to be made on the first of Adar Rishon, the Yetzirah would cause people to procrastinate, given that they have 60 days to contribute, the Gemara brings more examples of the power of the Yetzirah. Rabbi Yudabar Pazi said in the name of Rebbe, Hennikrabalinibaes, can the Psukim be read without one being seized by fear at the power of the Yetzirah? When B'nai were asked to donate for good, meaning for the building of the Mishkan, the Torah states, everyone who was generous, brought donations. This implies that not everyone was forthcoming with the donation. However, when they were asked to donate for evil, referring to the Chet Egel, the Torah states, the entire people removed the gold rings that were in their ears. This implies that even Jews who were not generous by nature donated. And the Gemara brings three more examples. So, as the first of other sirens on the Basin Collection House proclaimed the start of collection time, while the very powerful Yetzor feverishly misdirected people to donate to an evil cause, the Truma agents had an all-hands meeting to plan for three different donations. Which reminds Rabbi Chagai said in the name of Rabbi Shmuel Bar Nachman, Three donations are mentioned in this parsha, meaning parsha's Truma. Truma Sadanim, Truma Shkalim, and Truma Sadmishkan. They're the donation of the sockets for the Mishkan beams and pillars, the donation of Shkalim for the communal offerings, and the donations for the needs of the Mishkan. So once again, as the first of other sirens on the Basin Collection House proclaim the start of collection time, while the very powerful Yetzirah feverishly misdirected people to donate to an evil cause, the true agents had an all-hands meeting to plan for three different donations. All right, now it's time to go to our four-block-back Hazar. Daf Kuf Yudches, so the symbol Kuf Yudches is Kichol. So here goes. 
a great halal was recited as 26 mega-sized kichols. Mega-sized kichols? That must mean we're on daf kuf yud ches. A great halal was recited as 26 mega-sized kichols descended from the heights of the universe, which reminds us it was taught in a brisa. Ravi Gomer is a halal, v'omra halal gadol. Over the fourth cup, one completes the halal and recites the great halal. These are the words of Rabbi Tarfon. There are those that say he recites Hashem really low He recites Psalm 23, Hashem is my shepherd, I shall not lack. The Gemara asks, why is it called halal gadol? Rabbi Yochanan said, because this psalm relates to the Kishbar who dwells in the heights of the universe and distributes food to every creature. As it says, nosin lechem basar. Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi said, what do the 26 reasons to give thanks in Hodu respond to? They correspond to the 26 generations of humanity that Akash Baruch Hu created in his world, and he didn't give them the Torah, and he nonetheless sustained them through his kindness. So a great hollow was recited as 26 mega-sized kichols descended from the heights of the universe. Upon people being redeemed as they crossed through the sea, which reminds us, the Gemara brings a number of statements based on Pesukim about the difficulty that providing food for people involves. A man's food is twice as that which is endured by a woman in childbirth. It's more difficult than the Geula and more difficult than Kriyas Yamsuf. So a great hollow is recited as 26 mega-sized kichols descended from the heights of the universe upon people being redeemed as they crossed through a sea, as well upon schools of fish who enjoyed this tasty reward. Which reminds us, Rabbi Nassim said, And the truth of Hashem is eternal, was said by the fish in the sea. And this is based on Rabbi Barmari, who said that when the Jews emerged from the Yamsuf, after it split for them, they rebelled by saying, just as we're emerging from this side, so are the Mitzrim emerging from the other side. Whereupon, Hashem commanded the sea to spit out the Egyptian corpses. The sea complained, Master of the universe, is there a slave whose master gives him a gift and then takes it back from him? Rashbam explains that the corpses were a gift to the sea because the fish would eat them. Hashem assured the sea that he would give it back one and a half times their amount, and the Kishon Brook would be his guarantor. The sea then spit out the Egyptian corpses, as the Pasuk states, And Yisrael saw the Egyptians dead on the seashore. When the debt was repaid to the Kishon Brook, swelling the 900 chariots under Sisra's command, the fish proclaimed, And the truth of Hashem is eternal. Daf Kufyotes, the symbol of Tess is a kite, a kite. So here goes. At the annual kite festival, kite festival, that must be run Daf Kufyotes. At the annual kite festival, colorful kites of all shapes and sizes carried treasure chests of gold and silver away from a foreign land, which reminds us of Yudah said in the name of Shmuel, Yosef gathered all the silver and gold in the world and brought it to Mitzrayim, and when Benesra went up from Mitzrayim, they took all the money from them, as it stated, Yinatsu, it's Mitzrayim. And they emptied Mitzrayim. The money remained in Eretz Yisrael until the reign of King Rehoboam. Thereafter, it was repeatedly taken from the Jewish people by the other nations and then recaptured by them until it was taken in succession by the Chaldeans, the Persians, the Greeks, and the Romans, and it still remains in Rome. So at the annual Kite Festival, colorful kites of all shapes and sizes carried treasure chests of gold and silver away from a foreign land. High above the men sitting at a royal feast where the king lifted the Koshal Bracha, which reminds us that we learned from Vigdaha Yod V'yigamal, and the child Yitzhak grew and was weaned, and Avram made a great feast on the day Yitzhak was weaned, that Asir Kosh Baruch Tzedikim, that in the future Kosh Baruch will make a great feast for the Tzedikim on the day that he bestows his kindness upon the progeny of Yitzhak. At that time, after they eat and drink, They'll then offer the kosher bracha to Avram, Yitzhak, Yaakov, Moshe, and Yeshua to recite Birchaz and Muslim, and each one will say that they cannot recite the bracha for different disqualifying reasons. It will then be offered to David Melch, who will say, Anyavarech, Belit, Nalavarech. 
I shall recite Birchaz Mazon, and it's fitting for me to recite, as it says in the Pasuk, Kos Yeshua's Esau B'Shem Hashem I shall raise the cup of salvations, and the name of Hashem I will invoke. The Marshal explains that since David built Yushalayim and his son Shlomo built the base of Migdash, he was qualified to thank Akash Baruch for the major themes of Birchaz Mazon, such as Bris Mila, the Torah, Eretz Yisrael, Yushalayim, and the base of Migdash. So at the annual kite festival, colorful kites of all shapes and sizes carried treasure chests of gold and silver away from a foreign land. High above the men sitting at a royal feast, where the king lifted the kosher bracha and reminded the chef not to bring out the Viennese dessert table, which reminds us. The next mission states, We may not conclude the Seder meal after eating the Pesach offering with Afikomen. Rav said this means that after eating the Pesach, people should not uproot themselves from their group to go join another group. The Rosh Hashanah explains that according to Rav, the word Afikomen is a contraction of the words take out your eating utensils from here so we can go and eat somewhere else. Since according to Rabbi Yehuda, the Pesach cannot be eaten two places, the Rabban prevented the eating of any food in another place, lest someone take along some of the Pesach meat and eat it in the second place as well. According to Rav, if one remains in his original place, he may eat other foods as well. Shmuel says it means that after the Pesach, one should not eat desserts, which were called afikomen, a contraction of afikumine, bring out a variety of sweets. The Rosh Hashanah explains that since kudshim should be eaten in the manner of kings who do not eat ravenously, the Pesach should be eaten late in the meal when one is no longer hungry. Eating after the Pesach would suggest that one is still hungry. Tosa would say the reason is that the taste of the mitzvah should remain in our mouths. Daf kuf kaf. The simon is a cook. So here goes. The cook. Cook. That must be wrong. Daf kuf kaf. The cook at the economy Pesach Hotel, who refused to serve Maru because it's only a Rabbanan, which reminds us, Rav, says, Matzah bezman zed deraisa, umaru derabbanan. Matzah nowadays is still a mitzvah deraisa, but Maru nowadays is a mitzvah derabbanan. And the Gemara explains that Maru is not deraisa because the Torah requires the carbon Pesach be eaten on Matzah's morarim, with Matzah's and bitter herbs, which we learn from this. Bezman deka Pesach, yesh Maru, bezman deleka Pesach, leka Maru. That when there's a carbon pesach, there's a mitzvah derisity maror, and when there's no carbon pesach, there's no mitzvah derisity maror regarding matzah on the other hand. A second pasuk states, Be'erv tochu matzos, in the evening that follows the 14th of Nisan, you shall eat matzos. Rabbi Achim Yaakov disagrees and says, the matzah and maror are both the rabbana nowadays, and the pasuk Be'erv tochu matzos, in the evening you shall eat matzos, is coming to teach that someone who is tamir or bederk rechoka, or on a distant road, who cannot partake of the pesach, still is a chiv derisa, the matzah. So the cook at the economy Pesach Hotel, who refused to serve Maror because it's only the Rabbanan, and Matzah for the last six days of Pesach because it's only optional, which reminds us the Brisa that supports Rabbi states, Sheshus Yamitokhom Matzos, Biomashvi, Atzerosloshemel Kachot. For six days you shall eat Matzah, and on the seventh day it shall be a gathering for Hashem your God. From here we may infer, Mashvi Rishus of Sheshus Yamim Rishus. Just as the seventh day is optional, meaning there is no requirement to eat matzah on the seventh day, so too are the six days optional. The price explains how this inference was made. So the cook at the economy Pesach Hotel, who refused to serve marot because it's only a derabanan, and matzah for the last six days of Pesach because it's only optional, really infuriated the guests when he told them they must finish eating by chatzos. Which reminds us that the Mishnah states, HaPesach Acher Chatzos Metameis Yadayim. The carbon Pesach makes the hands tummy after chatzos. The Gemara explains that at that point it becomes noser because it may no longer be eaten and noser is matami one's hands mid the rabban. Rav Yosef says that this mission is only consistent with the view of Rebbelezim and Azariah as it was taught in a brisa that the Pesach states va'akos abasim b'layla zeh and they shall eat the meat on this night. Rebbelezim says that it says on this night b'layla zeh and it says regarding makas b'choros va'avarti b'eretz mitzrayim b'layla zeh and it will pass through the land of Mitzrayim on this night. So just as Machas Bechoros refers to night up until midnight, 
So too here, by the eating of the Pesach, the prescribed time is up until midnight. Rabbi Kiva said to him, but does it not say that you shall eat the Pesach Bechipazon in haste, which implies that you shall eat the Pesach Ad Shas Chipazon, up until the hour of haste, meaning until daybreak, when you will hasten to leave Mitzrayim. The Pesach Bolayla is coming to teach that one must have thought that the Pesach would be eaten during the day, just like other Kudshim. The Pesach comes to teach, It's eaten at night, but it's not eaten by day. So we see from here that Belazim and Azariah holds that it's the rights to eat the Pesach after Chatzos. The simon is a cocoa bean farmer. So here goes. The hardworking cocoa bean farmer. Cocoa bean farmer, that must be one duff. The hardworking cocoa bean farmer who was incensed when he saw a lazy cone leave over some Kodesh meat, while another one was Mafagla as enemy's carbon, which reminds the Mishnah Duff Kuchafam base stated a Pigal Banosman Tamis Yadim Pigal and knows from a time of the hands. The Gemara states that either Rav Huna or Rechisa said the Rabbanon created this rule because of Chajdei Gohuna, the suspected Gohanim, and the other said it was due to Atzlei Gohuna, the lazy Gohanim. The Gemara, as explained by Rashi, says that the two Amarim did not disagree. One taught that Pigal's metam in the hands to prevent unscrupulous Gohanim from intentionally making a carbon Pigal so as to cause a loss to its owner. The Rabban therefore decreed Tuma on the hands to be Matriach the Kohen to immerse them, which would serve as a deterrent. The other one taught that no sir is Matami the hands to prevent lazy Kohanim or Yisraelim from failing to eat the carbon on time. So the hardworking cocoa bean farmer who was incensed when he saw a lazy Kohen leave over some Kodesh meat, while another one was Mafagla's enemy's carbon, threw and poured hot coffee on them, which reminds us the mission records about Kokos Tanaim about someone who was eating meat of the Karm Pesach and of Chagiga, each of which requires its own bracha. On the Karm Pesach, the bracha that's recited is Le'echo HaPesach, and before the Chagiga, it's Le'echo HaZevach. Rabbi Shmuel says, Birch, Birch HaZepesach, Patos Shol Zevach. Birch Shol Zevach, Patos Shol Pesach. If one said the bracha for the Karm Pesach, he exempted himself from saying the bracha for the other Karm, but if one said the bracha for the other Karm, the Chagiga, he did not exempt himself from saying the bracha for the Karm Pesach. Rabbi Kiva says that neither bracha exempts a person from his obligation to say the other one. The Rashbam explains that the Torah requires that the blood of a carbon Pesach be poured on the wall of the Mizbeach, and the blood of the Chagiga be thrown on the two corners of the Mizbeach from a distance. The Gemara explains that both Tanaim agree that lo shvicha b'klad zirika, pouring, is not included in throwing. And the Malchokas revolves around the issue of whether zirika b'klad shvicha, throwing, is included in pouring. According to Rishmol, throwing is included in pouring. So the bracha for the Pesach exempts the bracha for the Chagiga. Rabbi Kiva holds that throwing is not included in the pouring, and therefore he requires a separate bracha for the Pesach and Chagiga. So the hardworking cocoa bean farmer, who was incensed when he saw a lazy Cohen leave over some cottage meat, while another one was Mafago's enemy's carbon, threw and poured hot coffee on them that was being brewed for his sons, Pinyon Ben. Which reminds the Gemara brought the incident of Rabbi Simlai, who attended the Pinyon Ben, where the people said it's obvious to them that the father makes a bracha of all Pinyon Ben, since he's the one doing the mitzvah of redeeming his son. But they were in doubt as to who recites the Shechianu, the father of the Kohen. Does the Kohen recite it as a physical benefit of this mitzvah, meaning the redemption money reaches his hands, or does the father recite it because he's the one who's doing the mitzvah? Rabbi Simlai did not have the answer and asked in the base Midrash and was told, Avi Ben Mavarkstein, the father of the son recites, the Gemara concludes, the Hilkas Avi Ben Mavarkstein. And the lacha is, is that the father and the son recite two brachas. All right, now it's time to conclude the pop quiz of 10 questions plus three bonus questions from the second bracha Shabbos Aaron and Psachim. Number one. Which have you learned that the question of the bracha in the Pesach exempts the bracha in the Chagiga is based on the machokas of Zvichas Bechal Shvicha, that's on Duff? Kufchafov. Good. Number two. Which have you learned that the opening Pesach and Parshas Truma referred to three Trumos, the donation of the Adanim of the communal offerings and for the Mishkan, that's on Duff? Basin Shkalim. Good. Number three. Which stuff you learned that the 26 psukim of Hodu correspond to the 26 generations before Kabbalah Sator that Kosh Baruch Hu fed the Bria through kindness? That's on Duff. 
Kofiyot Ches. Good. Number four, which of the one that power of the Yitzhahor is evident in that only people of a generous nature gave to the Mishkan, whereas everybody gave to the Eagle? That's on Dav. Basin Shkalim. Good. Number five, which of the one that the Matzahs of Maru are lifted, but the meat is not? That's on Dav. Good number six. Which stuff on the sea was given a reward of one and a half times for spitting the midstream out on the seashore so B'nai Israel could see that they were dead? That's on Duff. Good number seven. Which stuff of Malkok's Rub and Shmuel regarding the meaning of Afikomen? That's on Duff. Good number eight. Which stuff that eating matzah on the final six days of Pesach is only Rishus? That's on Duff. Good. Number nine. Wish up one that the announcement of the collection of the Maxis Shackle begins on the first of Adar, so the communal funds can be withdrawn on the first of Nisan. That's on Duff. Basin Shkalin. Good. Number nine. Wish up one that Rabbah holds Marabah's Manazet as the Rabbanan, and Rabbachabra Yaakov holds that Matzah is too. That's on Duff. Good. And number ten. Wish up one that the Mishnah says the pestle makes the hands tummy if it's touched after Chatzos is going to Rabbah Lezim and Azari who holds the Pesach must be eaten by Chatzos. That's on Dav. Kufchaf. Excellent. Now the three bonus questions. Number one. Which of you learned four reasons why candles used for Bidika's Chametz and not a torch? That's on Dav. Chesim Sachim. Good. Number two. Which of you learned about Kol Isha? That's on Dav. Chav Daladam Brachos. Good. And number three. Which of you learned that Moshe ascended and descended from Har Sinai at daybreak? That's on Dav. Hey, Bob and Shabbos. Excellent, right? That concludes the pop quiz. This is Rabbi Avram Golden Zikr. Wishing you a great day and great learning.